we we normally take at least five minutes of warm up dialogue, warm up dialogue before I have to actually Sorry, figure out hey, what I want. <laughs> give me at least one or two chances. To start here. Um, hello. Okay. Hello. No, I mean like I need five minutes to figure out what I want. I don't. Oh. I come to this podcast knowing what I want. I need more than that. Yes. Oh. Well, you're ahead of me. Hello. While I'm awake, that's all that matters. Yeah, I had. Uh, I'm awake. I have coffee. Um, it's cold. I'm wearing my hooded Jedi uh, robe. Do you know about my hooded mm. Jedi robe? I know that you walked outside in it. Oh, in last the snow. Time that's to right. Find something or another. A uh, dongle. A dongle. I had to go look in the snow for a dongle. But um, yeah, it's a. Uh, um, I don't think like the Jedi part is the the important feature of this robe. It's sort of incidental if you don't want a Jedi robe. I mean, this one has like a lightsaber embroidered into the side of it and all that. But it's the important part is the hood. I think mm-hmm. that a hood on a robe really changes the robe game. I uh-huh. think a robe without a hood might as well be a cape. Really? You can think you can have a hooded cape? No. Yeah, I was going to say. I thought the sleeves were sort of the cape part. Well, I said might as well. And I'm, okay. Yeah. They definitely the sleeves are what makes it a robe. Wait. What is a cloak then? I think that we've come to an impasse. <laughs> <laughs> too early. Too early for this. A also. Cloak. No, a cloak's got to be like a cape, right? A cloak doesn't have sleeves. Is a cloak a cape with a hood? A hooded, hooded cape? Is I, a cloak. I like that idea. Okay. Hmm. Well, I but, mean... Okay, so Red Riding Hood uh-huh. is traditionally depicted as wearing a red cape with a hood. So yeah, I feel like that's a cloak. They, there's not like a She's not like Red a Riding Cloak. Well, it's not Red Riding Cape either. Uh. Yeah, maybe it's just... You know, for effect. Mm. Uh, I, I'm until further notice going with a cape. You put a put a hood on a cape; it's a cloak. You put some sleeves on that, and it's a hooded robe. You know, all irony aside. Well, what about a cape m- with a belt? No, then I guess it irony. would be a cape. <laughs> cape. <What>? Well, <laughs> that's a high fashion cape. <laughs> um, all most irony aside. And uh, imagine that whatever hipster culture or whatever you want to call it doesn't exist. Mm. I do th- wish that capes were not lost to the history of fashion. I mean, you know, think of all the ridiculous stuff that we have convention right now, you know, obviously ties and et cetera. I mean, it's not, mo- most of it's not really even functional. It's just uh, traditional. So, yeah. I really do. I mean, it, it looks good, and it seems functional, especially down here where you, I'm constantly like, jacket's too hot, um, my right. arms are cold. It would really be a perfect solution, mm. but yeah. I can't do it. There's no way to do it. I don't. I, I feel the problem with a cape is, well, I mean, there's a lot of problems with cape, but it's it's a lot of surface area. You could you could fit some. Uh, Oh, gosh, it's uh, I. I was heading in two directions. I'll go this direction, which is that Chicago does involve more and bigger clothes. 
Um, so if a capes were to start, I think it would start in a city where people were already able to pull off like a trench coat, um, or a duster, which right. I think Wouldn't is a trench it be coat. Like that, where it basically covers the other warm clothes you're wearing. Yeah, you know, like an Uber wrap. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is like the there isn't um, you don't have to stretch that far. I'm thinking just the other day I was walking to work and saw one of my coworkers coming in with um, and it's not he, this particular fellow is not like a um, particularly fashionable guy. He just kind of wears whatever, but he happened to be wearing a big. He's a large man, and he was wearing a big black like fuzzy or sort of not velvet, but you know like felt whatever trench coat and it looked cool as hell and i was like look at that guy with that big giant trench coat he looks like uh you know like a mafia hitman all of a sudden and it's because in chicago due to like necessity you can kind of wear whatever coat already um the problem with a cape though is i feel like there's a billowy aspect to a cape like a cape is not there to keep you warm a cape is there to um it's like a um like a exotic bird like showing its like its very... non flight feathers right there's a there's a uh, there's a presentation th- aspect to a cape i think you i think you're underestimating just how functional it, it would be i mean it's you can make it out of thick material and it has a similar tactic of wrapping you against the wind now obviously directly forward might be harder, but you know, there's like clasps and stuff. Anyway, like a duster, everybody knows dusters are cool. Why? Because they look like capes and they have arm. Oh, you know, okay. Containers. This website says that capes are usually worn for fashion instead of function. They can be shot, thought of as shorter versions of cloaks and they usually don't feature a hood. All right. So, what you're actually talking about and you're arguing for is cloaks because i think i I will be okay with that yeah i think a cape if you if you had a cape on and i don't care what you say now you're not currently in a cape i think once you're in a cape there's going to be some twirling and some billowing and some general sort of like presentation movements Um, i definitely agree the thing is that it is functional at the same time which makes me very excited i mean I'm not against a little showboating, okay? I have a function-first personality, but <laughs> when I can, when I have the opportunity to do both, like I'm going to probably take it. It only took me five rows of Google image pictures of capes to hit Oscar Wilde. Um, that's that's about accurate. He was a very not, fancy man. I don't know if you've bad. ever really looked into that, but my goodness gracious. I've, I've heard about it. I read... I've read picture of Dorian Gray. I don't think I've read anything else he wrote, but oh, um, that's a good. He one. is he was very fancy in this specific picture. He's he has a uh, he has long hair, but he has a like a hat that doesn't look like it would work on his long hair. So he might just be carrying it to be fancy, and he's wearing what appears to be a, <laughs> a velvet suit. <laughs> I like that idea of carrying a hat you don't intend to wear at any point. <laughs> yeah, it's the ultimate. In uh, fanciness. Uh, well, I mean, yes. Well, fa- you say that you're function first, but yes, the ultimate in fanciness is oftentimes uh, a aggressively un... Like, what is more fashion over function than a piece of clothing that you were literally carrying in your hand to not use at all? 
Exactly. I mean, they wear um, wildly impractical fancy hats, you know, sort of like a English thing, even to this day. Um, but they're wearing them. And despite what they may want, they are functioning somewhat like a hat. So, yes, carrying the hat is a level up. Mm-hmm. I'm looking. There are, uh, if you look up Cape Fashion, here, this is Cameron and Brock's fashion corner as we get, get our finger on the pulse of modern fashion. It may not be a traditional viewpoint, but it is certainly one you have not heard before. <laughs> the, there's plenty of, of capes in sort of the female fashion world. Uh, or cloaks, what have you. And there are some in the male, but I feel like these are very, uh, the capes that I'm looking at in general are very, what I would call an insecure cape. It's a cape that basically looks like, it's stylized so similarly to like a trench coat that it looks like the guy is just walking down the street without his arms in his coat, which is not. That Yeah, this is another problem, is what I'm saying is that we just don't live in a history where people are used to seeing it. And so you're not going to like make capes happen. It's just not, or, uh, cloaks. Yeah. I think you got to work your way toward cloaks. There's another picture here and these men are wearing, uh, what again, look mostly like sleeveless trench coats and they're called cape coats, which is again, I mean, I guess it's the, the baby steps that we have to make toward a more acceptable culture coat in there. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I would look forward to that fashion um, if it were to become a thing because of its inherent function and coolness. Um, yeah, I would look forward to any kind of male acceptable form of I don't know dress or skirt or something. I don't know. It, when you live somewhere hot, you very much wish you had more options professionally. You're describing utilikilt. Do we already get to utilikilt? I'm not gonna. I, you don't bring in existent <laughs> subcultures into this. I'm talking Sorry. like you got to wear ties to I see. a lot of different. Places. They're absurd. They're pointless but they're um, a convention and they mean something, though they have, I would say, a highly negative function, which is that they're a hassle in every way, but that they signal that you are adhering to a known social order, right? And I get Mm -hmm. it, fine. But, you know, like, there's a whole thing that goes along with kilts or whatever. There. At this point, it would basically have to be a hundred years in the future, or a alternate history, for there to be a legitimate male professionally accepted form of dress or skirt of some kind. I mean, never don't don't uh, rule out a hundred years either direction because I feel like you know there <laughs> we've gone a lot of different ways, and maybe not one hundred fifty or one hundred, but like one hundred fifty, and you you start to get into like stockings and wigs and stuff like. <laughs> It, I could uh, see a hundred really, years because it's going to start out as, you know, an absurdity, which it already is right now. And people will argue for it because, you know, there is no reason we shouldn't be able to do it. But that's not a that's not how society works. It just sort of moves. I'm thinking a hundred years. I mean, uh, I'll be um, dead. Yeah. So my, the great hopes for my life is that I'll see humans land on Mars before I die. And then a man wear a dress to work. 
Uh, well, I mean, I'm going to be honest. Uh, we're closer to just like a man wearing a dress to work or like the, uh, I mean, living in a more progressive town that I am, that there are you know, folks that uh, identify by gender neutral pronouns at my job. Like there are like that kind of stuff. Uh, is already happening, but the oh the, yeah, I think the, you know what I'm getting at. Yeah, as what far you're getting as at is like society. yeah, you want like like uh, I want to be able to identify business Broheims and yeah, all, I want to identify as a as a person who can you know identify as what I already do yeah and professionally appear in wanna, some sort of skirt or dress and right? It's you, like cool. You want to walk into a Brooks Brothers and you want like a drapery section to where like we've, we've come to terms yeah, okay, as a drapery's society. Drapery not, not bad because well, it's very neutral. Sort of a so blanket term. males will be okay with it. Potentially. I mean, there's the, the there's nothing on this green earth more like uh, what, more insecure than men's men's formal fashion and men's toiletries. <laughs> um, so it'll have to I've be seen called some amazing commercials. You're right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if it's, if it's a toiletry, no matter what, it has to be in a, like a gr- dark gray bottle and it's got to say like, have you s- <laughs> Go ste- ahead. steel shower <laughs> <laughs> men's like- facial buffer? I don't know. It's got to, yeah, it's got to be super uh, skin sander. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I have you seen uh, male depends commercials? No, no, no. Okay, so that, but, that's, well, that's... basically, there's it's a real thing. Like, there's no reason, you know, it's obviously needed. Right, that's um, more of a medical product, but yeah, but they have to advertise them. They've taken to trying to advertise them on TV. Which I, I don't man. know that they've attempted before. I feel and like if you need those, you'll go looking for them. I, <laughs> I don't know. But that's I, I think that was you know has been the tactic uh-huh. for a while, right? Like you know, there's there's nothing funny about the need for them, or right. that people use them at all. It's that they've moved to try to advertise them, and so they had a bunch of people sitting around thinking, how can we make men as a whole think this is okay to be like yeah this is what i need mm-hmm. and you know the results are quite entertaining mm-hmm. well i that no i mean you're right there's nothing funny about that one uh <laughs> I, I mean you didn't say what the results were so i don't know what to uh, uh well i don't see i don't want to make fun of yeah the need for them at all it's the the funny part is how insecure, right? You know the the male populace as a whole about certain topics, <laughs> right? Yeah, no the uh, the 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 man soap or like, do you remember the commercial with Ironhead Hayward telling you it was okay to use a loofah? That happened. I don't remember that. Uh, fa- a famed uh, Saints fullback, Ironhead Hayward. Oh wait, maybe I did see that. Yeah, giant dude yelling oh, at you, you saying that it was cool to use a loofah. Uh, okay. Early 2000s, late 90s. Ooh. But, so you got a drapery section, or um, if if you can think of a more manly term, then by all means. But like that, uh, one day, you have this section that introduces, well, really, it's not so much about the, the clothes that, because I think that the clothes being introduced is would really be a, 
function more of us coming to terms with how ridiculous certain other forms of men's fashion are, like the tie. Right, it's um, a reaction against that yeah, in some way. Yeah, and like I personally, I've, I think it's been a couple of years since I've worn a tie, and when I do wear a tie, I I own maybe four ties, and uh, I actually own a Hello. tie that your wife gave me for my mm, 17th birthday party <laughs> that I've Lost never you. even attempted to tie, but I do own it still. Do you know that? She gave me a bow tie long ago. Hello? Oh, he's gone. Oh, all right. Let's try that again. Hey. Uh, hey. Hey. Welcome to welcome to Cameron and Brocker 2 People. I'm Cameron. What do you want? No, sorry. Hello. <laughs> uh, your voice sounds different. Are you in the same levels and stuff? Um, yeah, no, it just died on me. Weird. Okay. Well, did you hear me okay. tell you that your wife bought me a bow tie when we were 17? Uh, No. I think you're about to tell me that. I don't know if I remember that. Well, it happened. I, I've never tied it. I was going through my personal tie inventory, as it were. Uh, I've tied a bow tie. Really? Yeah. Well, it's not as hard as you think. Hmm. I, I, bear, I, th- I think I still don't tie a regular tie right. Anyway, when I do wear a tie, it's this one black tie that was my grandfather's tie that he wore when he was a Delta pilot. It's just a plain black, like, uh, standard issue tie. Uh, and that's the that's it. So like the the tie thing I've mostly managed to avoid as a general like fashion thing but here here's the thing and this is like the thing I don't understand necessarily about fashion in general is that the things that we've described I found pictures of right like there are people who wear uh capes and there are people who wear oh hell there are people who wear like cravats and stuff but where what has to happen is that those images have to be of normal people and not people like at Swedish fashion shows. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I can be the eccentric person who wears a, you know, Yatilla kilt or whatever the heck. And like technically doesn't get kicked out of work or, you know, or I look like I should be in a Instagram picture with a, overly manicured beard and like i don't know a fashion headband or something a suspiciously shiny x yeah yeah i want to see like a guy who is wearing a dress he hasn't washed in three days stumbling through home depot to try to finish a project like this is where i want to be because uh, like you okay first of all you don't have to wear sleeves yeah that's true uh, sleeves women don't have to wear sleeves to work Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm taking the work tactic, but I just right. gave an example of also, it's not a thing. You would you think, think about I it. mean, dresses, if you're just talking like a skirt, which I'm, I've got almost no dress vocabulary on, on me uh, personally, but like they're like a pair of ratty gym shorts is one divider away from being a dress, right? Like Correct. that. Yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, What's a culotte? Isn't it like that's like poofy shorts, right? <laughs> I think so. There's so there are shorts that look like skirts, are right? like uh, women's clothing for sure. Uh-huh. And there's there's women's clothing. There's like a a line dress. Right? There's tighter dresses too. But yeah, if you're just talking like, look, I got a a piece of elastic and then some cloth to cover my bits. 
That's, exactly. What yeah. could be more functional? <laughs> what could be more male than a bare minimum? Oh, you know uh, who could yeah. start this trend? Um, so Duluth Trading Company yeah. has gotten really big into advertising super functional male clothing. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, we could sell this to them. That that's see, there's a like. That's not like my my personal angle on it. Like, I, I are they the ones with the like hand drawn commercials that are like telling guys it's okay to wear underwear that's comfortable? I forget. Yes. All right. Well, so, uh, yeah, it's definitely. So they, they are performing them. a very important function, which is li- liberating men from the in, like the intense insecurity of buying underwear to wear. What you do is you go to like um, up here. We have a. Um, Oh, no, I've forgotten the name of the store. Menards. Have I told you about a Menards? Have you ever been to a Menards? I don't know if you have. I've not. Okay, a Menards, I'm not sure they sell underwear, but it feels like they might. Uh, <laughs> Menards is like a Home Depot with a like a dry goods section with like a Dick's Sporting Goods. With It's this, it's this humongous store that feels like where you would go to build and then stock your cabin in the woods. Like okay. you can yeah. buy, you can go there and you can get a uh, cabin depot. You, yeah. You can get a sink, you can get some um, wood, you can get some tools, but you can also get like a 10 pound bag of trail mix and like a, like a crate of uh, dried fruit or something. Uh, and it feels like somewhere inside, Menard- it feels like the kind of store that like, if you were a manly man, man, you might only ever go to Menards. <laughs> And and you get your you know you get your it's if I can't it, buy it here I can make it right exactly or shoot it um and uh, I feel like somewhere in Menards there's probably a twenty pack of like whitey tidies um, mm-hmm. and I and those are the people to whom the Duluth Trading Company type like uh, products are appealing to and if yeah if Duluth Trading Company somehow one day is like and they they have to rebrand it completely you can't use the word skirt or something but if they're like full access men's under like lower wear or like something and full yeah. access men's lower wear and they're like and they print present it first as like look this is your this is your lounge or lounge wear is a good way to sneak this stuff in yeah, yeah. like you are men, men already are looking for excuses to wear sweatpants i mean heck men and women are but like yeah who is it? No. I don't think we're going to get sweat. I think we're going to get dresses twerk or skirts before we get sweatpants accepted in an office setting. Well, what I'm saying is you're first going to get dresses to cabin. You're going to get dresses like out with the boys. Yeah, cabin dresses. Like y'all are out hunting. Right. You come in, time to relax by a fire made of wood you chopped. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's and, the loungewear. Right. It's either going to be uh, on like a lower half sort of like gym shorts a but wrap. maybe even like gym shorts material but just without the leg yeah. opening because like really then you don't have to you gotta pee and that whole situation becomes simpler you don't pull that have to pull down a waistband and stuff or or what it what it starts out as is a full coverage robe all of a sudden instead of a robe what you're wearing is something that like doesn't open in the front and has like elastic on the top and what you're really wearing is a dress <laughs> Full coverage robe, like a robe that like a is tube. made to be, you know, buttoned up the front. Yeah, it's got big old manly buttons on it, but then like it just kind of like is a robe. Like it, you know, it's, it's a- true. I mean, we've all worn a robe. Like I've worn a bathrobe, and it's 
luxurious. You oh, know, I, would, I mean, a bathrobe without you pants scoot is around a, in a bathrobe. Yeah, exactly. So, like, what the only thing that makes a bathrobe better is if you're wearing a bathrobe with no pants. So now I'm just talking about a bathrobe with no pants that also yeah, won't I, fall I, open and, and scar your children. It's a universal. It seems fairly universal that men aren't like pro wearing pants. Like more often men are told they have to wear pants. Like, hey, put some pants on. Right. And you know, this is just right down that alley. I, I'm thinking about it, and what's the worst unequivocally I mean there's not that many features to a robe to choose from, so this should be easy. But what's the obvious worst feature of a robe? It's the belt. The belt yeah, yeah. It You're constantly trying to keep the belt on. Yeah, it's uh, um Jim Jim Gaffigan has a bit about like uh, the a robe just being a towel that has a part that lets you drag it in the toilet. Like that's <laughs> that's uh that's all it is. And so well, we've arbitrarily left the belt robe technology uh stagnant for hundreds of years, thousands of years. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean eventually you get to like a toga, I guess. So like uh, Romans had us up one on there, I think. Although I don't know how complicated a toga really is. It seems like we lost is. We lost the robe technology in the Dark Ages, and we're just now coming out of it. I mean, it's it's really like you you uh, sneak a beltless robe into the Duluth Trading Company inventory, and what it, and again, what it actually is is a button up top with maybe with some big roby sleeves, and then the bottom is just you just it's a dress, and you look at it, and maybe you realize that. It's a dress, but not it's only too is late. it a dress, it actually at that point is sort of like a very modest, <laughs> made at home style dress. <laughs> That's true. It's an ankles to wrists sort ankles of situation. Ankles to wrists. Okay, which very leads me in. It leads me into the one argument, a practical argument against men wearing these things to work. Oh, well, I'm still talking loungewear, but yeah, hit me. Well, I'm going to hit you, and I think this actually may have something to do why the styles evolved the way they did. Is if you go to work, or even you know, in moderately, uh, just in social interactions generally, you want to look kempt, right? And so, if you have a beard, you're wearing it in a certain way. Usually, you're shaving up your neck. Um, if you're me, every <laughs> day at least and um you know and you're getting haircuts etc etc well men are generally to one degree or another covered in hair um and if not covered you know at least spotted with visible hair i'm not sure where you're going with this no so when i can't wear shorts to work either um yeah but sleeveless dresses uh Skirts, shorter skirts. Mm. It's gonna expose That's a, lot of skin. a completely unkempt body, right? So women's right. bodies, even if they're not shaving, their hair is much finer. It's not as visible. Their skin tends to be more uniform. Um, obviously, it's just generalization, but right, it right. is true that men are, on the whole are drastically less kempt as a natural body shape. There tends and to so, be, yeah. There yeah. do there do tend to be more like skin features on a man. Uh, yeah, general. and I don't even. That's hardly a generalization. Right. That is probably ninety five percent of men are more drastically modeled or yeah mottled. 
mottled, yeah. Than uh, a female. So I'm not shaving my legs all the time. Like I commend women for doing so, but it would be such a disaster for many males. Like a lot of us can't even shave hardly our necks properly because no, it's you, like ingrown hairs. Like these things, it's ugh. like the difference between <laughs> exactly the difference between my wife and I's leg hair is she's looks like she. You know, if she doesn't shave her legs long enough, it looks like a downy meadow. And I'm like, well, it's not so bad. Ooh, a downy then, meadow. At, I look like a redwood forest that's, yeah. like, been discovered, ancient forest that's been discovered. My dad uh, had a f- Italian friend in uh, in, gr- in uh, high school, I think, and uh, it notoriously got in trouble with the very strict Catholic uh, rules about shaving his face because... Like he had a five o'clock shadow by like the afternoon. <laughs> yeah. So like, um, that's a thing. Um, I mean, I, I think that like uh, we're, yes, you, you will not make any headway with clothing that requires a man to do more bodily maintenance just in general. Um, because obviously another very big uh, sort of manly, uh, I mean, I think that uh, razors fall under the toiletry spectrum that we were talking about, but Boy, razors have to look like transformers. They have to look like Dodge Rams. Like you really, uh, oh, razors are uh, top three advertised goods for men that are absurdly male driven. Which is hilarious and, you know, because, it, like, <laughs> what? God, what? Huh? No, I think we're going in the same direction, which is really hilarious because it is. Almost identical to the needs of a woman shaving. Functionally device. identical, if if slightly in, like if slightly uh, inferior, because it usually doesn't have all of the like fun little moisturizing strips on it or whatever. I've heard both ways. I, I've met women oh. who have sworn by using men's razors because women's are too fiddly. Oh, weird. And men who are like, you gotta use this. Because it's actually smooth and it's it's whatever moisturizing. Oh. I don't know if they use that word, but I've heard both ways. Point is, they're not really different. They're just versions. Well, not only that, but a, a woman is you, is shaving much more and more often than a man. Like if anything, Definitely. razors are fundamentally a female territory in this here culture we're in. Um. So, like, yeah, you're not going to get anywhere with a clothing that requires a man to do any more grooming than he's already get, is already doing that you're not going to break through the like uh, male majority uh standards there but that said i feel like i i'm not i'm still okay with talking like uh once you broke once you've once you've liberated yourself from a bunch of different things it, a short-sleeved uh sort of onesie is not like uh off the table or, or like in, in like the, on the hottest day of the year yeah a sundress. Now, from my own perspective, I a woman in a sundress is I usually find beautiful. There's something about it, but it's yeah. also included in that. I think is part of me that is like that looks devilishly comfortable. And, and on those hot days, I'm like, oh, I want to be there. 
You know, and like if uh, if I had to choose, I I I'm not necessarily I don't personally I've never personally felt like this apparently very overt desire that you have to find yourself in a sundress, which I respect. I um, just want to be comfortable, man. I, I yeah, well, that I definitely respect. But if I had to choose <laughs> between like uh, a man in a, in a short sleeved sort of flowy garment, uh, what 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 like a sundress. And a dude in like a pair of like a champion shorts and like a like a tank top, I I actually would rather the sundress. Like I don't want to some I, especially if like in a restaurant or like heaven forbid on an airplane, I do not want to see anyone's armpit hair on an airplane or when I'm eating. So like put those men in sundresses. Like give them a right. little bit. Give them the coverage does not necessarily like equal discomfort it's just the wrong type of coverage yeah we could be in yeah this could be a win yeah it it could be a win-win we're the the and i think the razor model might be a good one to sell i think the duluth model and the razor model are both good we're going to need some kind of like so the duluth model works for the sort of the more um rural type aesthetic Right. And um, the Razor model is going to work for more of the uh, hey buddy. the uh, urban, not urban, but suburban, suburban, you know, where you're going to have a sort of a rock song playing uh-huh. and you're going to see men getting dressed in the morning and tossing like shorts to the side. And then it's going to smash cut to a bunch of activities they'd be doing in these things. Oh. And it's going to be like Whoa. at a bar. Oh, okay. Uh, that about. I was going to say because, like, running in a sundress is kind of all out of the question. I'm pretty sure. Like, unless you're gallivanting through a field of poppies or something, you ain't going to play basketball in a sundress. Well, why not? I mean, you're going to wear something under it. But okay, I got. Well, I just meant but like I, uh, they're long. But uh, oh I, yeah, I, well yeah, varying lengths. Sorry, okay. I'm, I'm I'm side I'm crashing your your very solid narrative. No, Please not continue. at all, not at all because. You know, that's a valid thing. You know, are they going to be shown playing flag football in them? Maybe the shorter version. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you're going to be at a concert. You're going to mm-hmm. be at the bar uh, with with friends around a table. Um, the women are not going to be shown wearing any kind of similar clothing in these commercials because there's going to be this sort of subconscious like, hold on. Right. I don't I do I look like what they're looking like? Right. So, but I think it's pretty straightforward. I you know, if you draw a line from the like 19 or the 18 the Red Dead Redemption era men who are like boy, that game they <laughs> you have outfits in there. First of all, all the pants in Red Dead Redemption are like in the late 1800s pants and they look like no one has figured out how to make pants properly yet. Like all of the pants, um, the they don't have like a horizontal waistline. They have a waistline that goes up and then it just keeps going up. And then it ends in these like flaps that attach to suspenders because there was no like elastic in 18 whatever. And nobody was wearing clothes that were tailored all that well. So your pants are literally held up by ropes around your shoulders. Uh in like the even the clothes because you wear like a you know you're outfitting your little video game man and uh he's got like hot weather clothes and cold weather clothes even the like 
clothes that are intended for hot weather still look just they still wearing a long sleeve shirt and these big freaking canvas pants and like he looks <laughs> yeah, very it's more uncomfortable. like properly it's the difference between putting on clothes and dressing yourself yeah back it, then you really had to you had to buckle in lace up clip on yeah he's strapped in and he's he's laced up and he's you know and then if you want to wear like nice clothes you're talking like i mean think about wearing nice clothes now you got a you got an undershirt you have an, uh, a button-down shirt. If you really want to get fancy, then you have like another layer in between you and like a blazer. You're talking three to five layers and maybe a coat over your blazer. Without anyone blatting an eye, you could have six different discrete items on your torso uh, walking around outside dressed up as a male. And like, I like that. And a woman, well, wait, do you like that? Because the point I'm trying to make is that a woman can just put on like a little black dress and be done. Well, here's what I was getting at with I like that, is that that should be your option. Layers I see. feel functional. This is an additive. We're not talking about uh, removing the the current vocabulary, anything, any words from the current dictionary of men's fashion. We're talking about uh, adding on. We're talking about a, um, a whole other sort of like spectrum. Yeah, so if we put this all together, the okay. dresses... Well, you know, are going to be sold as like throw it on, get it going, right? And the cloaks and everything, the the layered is going to be, um, you know, like buckle up, strap on, and right. it shows you just okay. like putting on things, and then you're gone. <laughs> okay. Um, yes, I think there there's an immediacy to this, and also like a. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we're like, where are we going so fast? Yeah, well, no, it's a convenience. <laughs> the convenience is a big win, I think, for, oh, yeah. no, for that's your general the real male. angle. Yeah, yeah, and also the uh, there's a um, sort of shapelessness to a lot of this stuff that I think will really resonate with your general with your general guy. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there are uh, no body issues with that, right? Exactly. Uh, I I think that 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 all makes perfect sense. Um, well, it, I didn't intend to talk about male dresses for thirty or forty minutes, but there you go. Well, I mean, this is the this is this is the kind of progress that just happens on this on this podcast. <laughs> uh, our our society would be schizophrenically unrecognizable. But if you put together everything we think of. Well, think of how how a like a completely random subset of three dozen men look today compared to like 1940. What I was leading to with the like my Red Dead Redemption stuff and how ridiculous those clothes are um, in retrospect is that all of that stuff did end up coming together as what, like regular clothes, but they came together so uniformly that by like 1940 everyone was wearing almost the exact same thing. Like you look at pictures <laughs> from like a cities in, in the thirties to basically the thirties till the, you know, cultural shifts of like the sixties, everyone is in, every man is in a suit and like the suit changes slightly because men's fashion is so insecure that it changes like incredibly incrementally. Like basically all, right. the, all that changed from like 1990 to 2000 was that like khakis didn't have pleats anymore. Yeah. He's like, did you see Harry's collar? <laughs> yeah. that, was, that was 
Yeah. I don't know what he's thinking. Yeah, or like a bolero tie went away at some point. Actually, the 70s and the 80s were probably the weirdest part. But anyway, the in the 40s, you have like, you go into a men's hat store and it's like, a, even hat store now, really, because there are a couple of hat stores in Chicago. It's that kind of town. And, um, you know, every men's hat, really, if you squint, is almost the exact same thing. It's like black or brown. And then there's a million different slight brim and um, dome variations. Um, but at a, at a, at scale, looking at people walking through Grand Central Station or whatever in, in 1940, they all look almost exactly like the same person. <laughs> and now, you know, there's a, there's much more variance, but like we are, if you draw a line from then to now, maybe you go from the now to 19 or 2088 and in 2088, it's just, we've, we, all of these barriers have crossed and like, you know, in no, like these- no, no women were wearing pants and, and stuff in 1940. Yeah, now they I think are. women's clothing has progressed a lot more than men's clothing. Yeah. Um, and so, do you own a hat? Uh, yeah, I own. Uh, actually own two hats. What? Tra- uh, sorry, I paused. I was trying to think if I own three hats. I own two hats. Yeah. What style hats? I have a straw. Um, I have a couple of... What I originally went out looking for was a pork pie hat mm-hmm. um, because of... Uh, I mean, because mainly because of Tom Waits, uh, and uh, I have a. I, I don't actually own any pork pie hats. I own two short brimmed fedoras, which are very similar. They just have a different crown. Uh, one is a straw summer hat, and one is a like nicer felt hat. Oh, I, um, okay. I think I've seen you wearing these. Yeah, the problem is right now uh, is I'm currently letting my hair grow until I realize it's a bad idea, and so I'm way. I'm like three or four inches of hair outside of hat territory if i wear You're a hat like now Jack i look white like, hat territory yeah i'm still I, I think if i put on one of those hats now i'd look like a roadie for the mumford and sons or something <laughs> it would be it wouldn't be a good look well i just imagine chicago is the perfect place to be walking outside in a you know trench coat and a hat and you have to hold your hat on while you lean forward into the wind that's the ideal vision of a chicagoan i have in the winter dude uh, I, a hat changes the game in the winter for real like i'm wearing i wear a knit cap right now when i go outside but like my nice hat is like i got it at a nice hat store here that sells like old gentlemen's clothes it's really nice a really cool store and uh the guy who sold it to me was archer was with me and he was like you'll be wearing this hat one day like it's the kind of hat that you, <laughs> you wear and like pass down the generations <sighs> And like I, I do miss that. I like steam it and reshape it every once in a while, and like, but it's it's a uh, completely waterproof, just by virtue of like whatever the hell you know. It's a felted deal, and uh, yeah, you don't with a hat with just a couple inches of brim. You don't actually like need an umbrella if you have like a good jacket and a good hat on. You're you're good. Like hats are good. Is <laughs> where I'm getting like a brimmed hat <laughs> is a <laughs> is a good product. Um, and like, yeah, this is totally a city where you could, um, where people can and do, do things like wear trench coats and hats and, and, uh, part of it's that they're, you know, necessary, but part of it's just that it's like, it's a big place with enough for different types of people that if you want to try out something, I'm not saying I, I'm, you won't get some looks if you, if you wear a sundress to the park here, but I'm also saying that no one's going to fuss at you about it. You won't get... 
uh, yeah, right at. now it you'll just it's assumed that you're, you know, a, in the trans spectrum or whatever, and yeah. that's not a problem. But you know, for a, even a straight male is what I mean. It's not a problem, but you do want to be able to be who you are identifiably and you know just naturally. Well, what you're and what we're talking about day, is not one like, day. Yeah, it's not it's it's not uh more acceptance to to out to to less common trends it's to make those trends common it's to subvert, exactly it's to subvert I was, it's to one day sell uh full coverage robes and uh quick access boy that's a term um like high quick access high strap co- on <laughs> buckle up <laughs> see that's a whole different kind of product um <laughs> the yeah some sort of like convenience heavy section in like a target where could think about think about um a picture of a bunch of men walking to work in New York in the 40s now think of like <laughs> one dude picture insert a dude in like jeans and a or like shorts and a tank top into that picture you know they look completely absurd um <laughs> in every possible way they and like so if we we can shift we can get there as a society I'm, I'm, I believe right. in us. We're, well, if we have any women listeners, uh, <laughs> they're going to complain about our lack of acknowledgement of the, the bad parts of female clothing or the frustrations. Right. Female uh, clothing is not all, all yeah, sundresses and, I, and roses. I'm going to admit yeah. right now, we're, all, we're talking generally about um, whatever isn't the bad part of it. And we're going sure. to take all of their opinions on it because they know we're going to only we're going to cherry pick only the comfortable parts of women's clothing and leave the uh, the high heels and the uh, and the you know I don't know whatever else. I feel like I have to stop there. Oh, uh, sorry, but, Jules was asking me a question. Oh no, it's cool. Uh, the uh, there is, I mean, uh, I would say that in the last ten years, women's clothing has gotten a lot drapier. And uh, sometimes I pull Shannon's like t-shirts and and uh, boy, this is this we're getting into weird territory here. I guess <laughs> you're saying you want to wear a sundress. I'm talking about so how I comfortable go my wife's clothes closet are. sometimes <laughs> while she's gone. Uh. <laughs> I can genuinely say I've never done that. Uh, but there is like I'm a, I'm somewhat larger than Shannon. I don't think that would work. Um, but like yeah, there's a soft and drapey nature to a lot of her clothes that I don't have. I mean, I could wear an old ratty band T-shirt oh, yeah. that gets me I'll most pick, of the way there. But yeah, it doesn't even have to do with what type of yeah. It could just be a shirt, and I'll be digging through my uh, uh, T-shirt drawer, which is now has a separator for Abigail's shirts as well, and you know. It'll be mixed up a little bit, and I'll just be like, oh, wow, what is this made out of? Clouds? And I'll pull it out, and I'll be like, this is wonderful. I'm like, hold on. Why Why do mine feel like sandpaper and hers feel like clouds? If they're both T-shirts. And I, Yeah, and I'm not talking about I, – I mean, I, I'm, I'm talking about a hypothetical everyman more so than myself, too. I'm talking – like, I wear uh, – I think I do an okay job finding clothes that are comfortable – but I don't necessarily. Well, you go into a, a Walmart, and all of their shirts are are made out of the world's cheap. You know, it's like a Gildan uh, T-shirt that's like rough and and shitty. 
Like that, that's, that's the, the we got to get in on sort of the grassroots large scale level and start changing and start liberating men. Duluth training company uh, style liberating men of this notion of like certain clothes just being inevitably uncomfortable. Uh, we can do it. Yeah. Man, that's a lot of progress for one hour. I'm very proud of us. Uh, just another day. On the uh, just Cameron another Brock week or two people. <laughs> if you listener Our. have for some reason listened for the last forty six minutes and uh, and have suggestions or uh, anecdotes or um, brand or sort of like a, I'm interested in anyone's uh, category su- name suggestions because I feel like um, e- emphasizing phrases like. Um, quick access and strap it on are not really going to get us there and are really going to cause more questions than answers. If you have different suggestions, please email Cameron and Brock at gmail.com or call 2525-HEY-CAM um, and leave Look, us a voicemail. Even the best ideas started out as terrible ideas is right. a saying that I am going to say is true. Yeah, brainstorming sessions are some of the worst meetings I've ever been in, but also tend to result in <laughs> something. So it it has to happen. So if you, it, it co- is true. Please give us our ideas, and we will tell you whether they're good or bad, and we will um, compliment or mock you accordingly. Mm-hmm. We will add it to our subjective reality of the ideal society we have been creating for quite a while now, where everyone wears sundresses. Mm-hmm.